For Radio Catskill, this is Rosie Starr. Welcome to Farm and Country, locally produced radio about rural life in the Catskills and the Delaware River Valley. On today's show, a Farm Arts Collective audio postcard inspired by director Tannis Kualchuk is addressed to you. I came up with the idea of a farm family who is offered money, like a lot of money, to sell. And that the people offering it were a eco-theme park, some developers who wanted to completely commercialize it. What if we were offered that money? What would we do? How would we move forward? All of that and Keith Hubbard's Star Talk coming up on today's Farm and Country. After news headlines from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Windsor Johnston. The latest indictment against former President Donald Trump continues to draw mixed reaction. On Capitol Hill, Democrats say no one, including a president of the United States, is above the law. Many Republicans continue to defend him. Members of the previous administration are also weighing in. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton tells NPR that the latest indictment against Trump is very persuasive. I think the most dramatic uh, and the most telling is the effort to have Vice President Pence violate his constitutional duty in the very limited role he and Congress have in counting the Electoral College votes. Trump was indicted on four criminal counts this week in Washington, D.C. for his alleged efforts to overturn his defeat in the 2020 presidential election. A Texas judge has ruled in favor of 13 patients and two doctors who sued the state over medical exceptions in its abortion laws. NPR's Sarah McCammon reports the plaintiffs argue that the state's abortion bans lack clarity, putting patients in danger during medically complicated pregnancies. The decision follows an emotional hearing last month in which several women described struggling to navigate emergency medical decisions about pregnancies that doctors said endangered their health. The judge has issued a temporary injunction prohibiting the laws from being enforced against doctors who provide abortions in emergency medical situations based on their, quote, good faith judgment. Travis County District Judge Jessica Mangrum ruled that uncertainty about the scope of medical exceptions in Texas's abortion laws creates a risk that doctors will, quote, have no choice but to refuse or delay abortions that could alleviate a risk to their patient's life or health. The injunction does not affect Texas's bans on abortion in most other circumstances. Sarah McCammon, NPR News. The Kremlin says a Russian oil tanker was damaged by a drone attack off the coast of the Crimean Peninsula. NPR's Charles Maines reports the incident is the latest in a spate of apparent Ukrainian drone attacks on Russian ships operating in the Black Sea. The tanker was hit by maritime drones as the vessel approached the carriage bridge linking the Russian mainland to Crimea, the territory illegally seized by Moscow from Ukraine in 2014. According to local officials, the ensuing blast ripped a hole in the ship's engine room, but the vessel remained afloat with no fuel spills reported. The incident came one day after an apparent Ukrainian drone struck and damaged a Russian warship at a naval base in the southern Russian port city of Novorossiysk. Ukraine has neither confirmed nor denied the attacks, but called the Kerch Bridge and Russian ships operating in Ukrainian territorial waters legitimate targets. Charles Maines, NPR News, Moscow. This is NPR News in Washington. 
This is Rosie Starr. Welcome back to Farm and Country. Coming up on today's show, I share my audio postcard on this year's Farm Arts Collective rehearsal of The More Things Change. As we walk around on location at Willow Wisp Organic Farm in Damascus, Pennsylvania, we meet generations of the Wilder family who express their individual opinions on how they feel about being offered a lot of money to sell the farm to a commercial theme park developer. But first, here is Keith Hubbard with this week's Star Talk Report. Thank you for joining us on Radio Catskill for this week's locally produced Farming Country. Country. I'm Keith Hubbard, and this is Star Talk. Look low in the west shortly after sunset this week to find Spica. You can use the Big Dipper to find Spica. Follow the handle stars in Arctur Arcturus, and then drive a spike to Spica. Spica's parent constellation, Virgo, is not a conspicuous constellation and can be difficult to find. The constellation has a trapezoidal shape with lines radiating from the four corners of the trapezoid. Spica is the bottom left corner of the trapezoid. Laying within the boundaries of the constellation is a cluster of galaxies known as the Virgo Cluster. The Virgo Cluster contains some 3,000 galaxies that are gravitationally bound to each other. Galaxies are not uniformly spread out throughout the universe, rather they are clustered like drops of dew on a spider web, forming large filaments stretching hundreds of millions of light years across the universe. Our Milky Way galaxy is part of a group of galaxies known as the Local Group. The Local Group is 10 million light years across and contains about 50 galaxies. The Local Group is part of the Virgo Cluster. While the Virgo Cluster is only slightly larger than the Local Group at 15 million light years across, there are 50 times as many galaxies in the Virgo Cluster as in the Local Group. The Virgo Cluster, in turn, is part of another larger cluster of galaxies known as the Virgo Supercluster. The Virgo Supercluster is 110 million light years across and contains 1 million galaxies. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future Star Talk segments, my email address is startalk at farmandcountry.org. For Farm and Country and Star Talk, this has been Keith Hubbard reminding you to keep looking up. For Radio Catskill, this is Rosie Starr. Farm Arts Collective Artistic Director Tennis Kowalchuk invited me to a rehearsal for the 2023 Dream on the Farm performance, The More Things Change. 
the energy of the cast and crew inspired me to record samples of ambient audio on location at Will-O-Wisp Organic Farm. Designed by Ace and Sue, handheld puppets embellish the storyline of a farm worked for generations, currently facing yet another dramatic change. Creatively constructed with environmental awareness, paper mache is used for the farmer, eagle, fish, flower, sun, and recycle queen puppets, and plastic bags and recycled items for their attire. The puppets are going to go back in, but I'd like to start this run through now at 6.35 as soon as possible. So if everyone could get into your places for top of show, we're going to just go ahead and start. We're going to just do a run through of the show. Okay, so it's all ready to go. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. I'm sorry. Have I frightened the children? I, I didn't mean to. They told me not to come on too strong. The story begins with the character Old Joseph as narrator, played by Doug Rogers, who also composed much of the musical selections in The More Things Change. how I remember all of us eating together around the table there's Grandpa Walter the kid all calls him Gigi there's my father Theron his wife Nora Aunt Linda my older brother Ollie my sister Sarah, my grandma died past the year before and left, joined us, a church choir in the sky. We begin to meet the Wilder family on the farm with scenarios that include actors Michael Chinicki as Grandpa Wilder, or Gigi, and John Roth in the role of his son, Theron Wilder. Theron is shaving Gigi's face while sharing some of his hopes and dreams. Helena, I was struck by lightning. Thousands of volts. Pops, it was a stroke, okay? A stroke. All the doctors said... Never mind. Look, listen. I got this, okay? Frickin' do it with my eyes closed and one hand tied behind my back. I mean, I learned from the best, right? No one believes me! Yeah, sure, Dad. I, I believe you. So listen. Listen. 
I talked to my academic advisor. I can get a deferment for fall semester, get everything harvested here on the farm, finish the markets, and put the farm to bed for winter. But come spring semester, man, it's back to Berkeley. I got to get back there. You know that, right, Dad? Zen, zen. The city of Berkeley put out an open call for a, a public art installation. It's a competition. I made a submission that even the chairman of the art department thinks can win. Uh, this could be huge for me. Can and That's the thing about this valley. You can stumble into a secret hollow or a high meadow and find something completely fabulous and exotic growing where you'd least expect it. That was my Aunt Linda. The action leads us to Aunt Linda working in their farm field, who's played by Ginny Hack. Hey, Aunt Linda. What are you singing? Nothing. I was just... Are you recording me? Yeah, I'm gonna post you on TikTok. You're gonna be famous. Wait, no, 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 stop. Uh, Oliver, put your phone away. But I bet you get hundreds of followers. Mom says you're a singer. I used to be a singer. Come on, can you help me out here? I used to do music theater. Oh. Did you have a lot of followers? <laughs> you could say that. There was an audience filled with real live people gazing up expectantly. That was before TikTok. Ooh, sounds historic. Did you sing that song? Uh-huh. When I was about your age, I went to see Gypsy on Broadway, and I thought to myself, I have just got to play that role someday. And so I hired a vocal coach, I learned all the lines, and then, finally, the opportunity came. I auditioned, and I booked my first gig at a cabaret in the city. Oh, period, okay. And what did you wear? Sequins, darling. <laughs> I took the stage. Everyone was quiet. <laughs> the introduction played and... Some people can get a thrill Knitting sweaters and sitting still That's perfect for some people Who don't know they're alive Some people can thrive and bloom Sitting still in their living room That's okay for some people of 105 but I at least gotta try when I think of all the sights that I gotta see all the places I gotta play all the things that I gotta be at come on Papa what do you say <laughs> the audience leapt to their feet they loved it I knew it was perfect and it was everything I wanted it to be. And I have never felt so comfortable and confident since. Why would you come back? What happened? Well, after that, I kept trying to recreate that magical night. But that perfect moment never happened again. And so I quit. That sucks. Plus, your dad and Gigi needed me, so I had to come back home. And the thing is, I love this farm. I really do. But the work, 
one year it's a flood and the next year there's a drought and I just wish Ollie when you find your moment hold on to it Scene 6 introduces Wilder family members Oliver, Joe and Sarah played by actors Bo Brassfield, Jonah Watwood and Jess Beveridge What? You look like a turtle that can't get off its back. Oh, it's circus arts. Circus? Like uh, 20 clowns emerging from one tiny car? Oh, no, Boomer. Like Cirque du Soleil? Remember when we went to the city and saw that show? Yeah. Like that. I'm in training. Okay. Guess who signed up for Circus Club on campus? So that's where you learned how to be a turtle. Yeah, whatever. It's, like, actually really cool. He can do, like, handstands and stuff. Yeah. Oh, you wanna... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super physical. And I love it. What farm work isn't physical enough for you? No, this is different. He wants to go to circus school in Montreal. Montreal? Wait until mom and dad hear about this one. They're not going to find out about it. <laughs> Sarah to dad, nope, Sarah to Sarah, dad. Don't. They don't need to worry about me dropping out or anything. Are you dropping out? Oh. That's just wild thinking. I mean, there's nothing wrong with wild thinking or following your heart. God, give me a break. Here is Will-O-Wisp flower farmer Tannis Qualchuk as agri-activist Nora Clark Wilder conversing with Joe Wilder, played by Jonah Watwood. Three, two, one, rolling. So, why are you a farmer? Why am I a farmer? Hi, my name is Nora Korshuk Wilder, and I've always been an activist. But when I started farming, I became an agrivist. That's really cool. Um, but what exactly does that mean? Are you still rolling? Yeah. Okay. Good question, Joe. There was this feeling in the 90s that nothing activists did affected anything. But the WTO protests in Seattle changed all of that. See, the protests began November 30th, 1999 in my hometown, Seattle. Go Mariners! And... Thousands of us chained ourselves together. We locked arms and we prevented dignitaries from getting into the convention center. Tens of thousands of us chanted. We drummed. Machinists, steel workers, environmentalists, teachers. We all marched together. What exactly were you doing at this time, Nora? Nora? 
Well, my work then was protesting Monsanto's biotech plan to spread their patented and unsafe seeds around the world. So on day two, I dressed as a butterfly and I lay down in an intersection and on that wet, rainy morning, suddenly an army of riot police attacked us. They tear gassed us. And as I was throwing up onto the curb, they arrested me and they threw me into city jail. Lord, I've never been so cold as those nights in that jail. Well, four days later, the talks collapsed and victory was ours. That's really cool, Mom, but WTO is still here today and Monsanto seeds dominate crops, like, worldwide. And, I mean, Seattle, now it's a corporate headquarters for, like, the nation's biggest union busters. Okay, that's true. That is true, Joe. But the WTO protests laid the ground for so many things to happen. I mean, we laid the groundwork for Occupy Wall Street. Don't mind us. We're just working here. Get the shot, the farmers, the farmers. Get the shot. And then there's Theron, of course. So I met Theron at the protest, and I thought, oh my god, what a better way to fight Monsanto than to start organic farming. And so I got a job here, we fell in love, I got married, and farming became my way to change the world. And so now, two decades and three kids later, the rest is history. So, did you change the world? I can answer that in the next episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm genuinely asking, did you? What? Change the world. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard with the the weather and the markets. All we're doing now, it seems, is just growing enough lettuce to pay down debt. But yeah, I don't know, is, is that changing the world? You tell me. Um, I think you're helping our family. Yeah, that's good enough. Go help Daddy and, and oh. get the other kids to help too. Got it. I think they're doing the row cover. Got it. Solidarity forever. Here are Wilder family members Nora and Thurin working on the farm, experiencing exploding tomatoes. Theron, come in. Theron here. Theron, the tomatoes exploded? Didn't know tomatoes could explode. In the canner, it's not funny. Three mason jars exploded, and now I have sauce everywhere. So, do you want me to come home? I mean, I'm kind of... No, 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 no. All right, if there's nothing I can do... I can't do this anymore. Can't do what, Nora? Everything... With the tomatoes? No, I just can't go on. It's too hot. And I heard chirping in the eggs when I boiled them this morning. Nora, do you need me to come home? Maybe. Listen, sweetie, come join us. Could use an extra hand. Might do you some good. A Tesla pulls up with salesman Justin Darling from Echoland played by actor Hudson Williams. 
He's accompanied by actor Lexi McKinty, who plays Candace Two Feathers, Echoland's executive vice president and director of strategy and energy vibrations. Do for you. Hello, Mr. Wilder. So good to finally meet you. My name is Candace Two Feathers, and I'm Ecoland's executive vice president and director of strategy energy vibrations. <laughs> and these must be the kids. Yeah. Hi. Hey. And and Linda and Grandpa. Pleasure. So, have you been able to read the information I sent you, folks? Yes. No. Of course. You're a farmer, and it's the summer. My goodness, it's so beautiful here. I can't wait to get our photographs in. Uh, Miss Featherbrain. Two feathers. <laughs> Maybe you better cut to the chase. Mr. and Mrs. Wilder and Family Ecoland is interested in opening one of its award-winning biodiversity theme parks right here on this farm to celebrate all the hard work the farmers like you are doing to feed the world and keep the bees from collapsing. So what exactly do you mean by theme park? He doesn't read his emails. Sir Ecoland founder Justin Darling has already opened his famous biodiversity theme parks in the Brazilian Amazon and most recently the Healthy Oceans theme park in Queenstown, New Zealand. So you want to build a theme park here? Yes, sir. Ecoland is going to give your family its true purpose. <laughs> the destiny has been waiting for you since your great-great-grandfather took his first bite of potato bread. You, the Wilder family, are going to save the future. Ecoland is a state-of-the-ark environmental <laughs> preservation facility, more precise, more grand, and more obedient than Noah's. Not only a habitat for the endangered, but a new dawn for the extinct with cryogenic seed storage and veg genetic research lab and a perma connection center. This here, this air, nothing like it. Fresh dirt, clover, marigolds, true liberation. Undertones of manure. We'll clean that up in the lab. Candy, make a note. Sir, this air is a chakra waiting to be unlocked. We're going to bottle it, sell it in the gift shop. Candy, make a note. An eagle's got to go on the packaging. A soaring. Yeah. God, I'm so tired of wearing shoes. Look at that butterfly. We're going to put a net over this whole park. Invisible except at sunset. That'll keep our pollinators here, working hard for the next generation. It's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. I can feel this land ripe with potential, soft, yielding, ready to burst. Take a deep breath. In through the nose and out through the mouth. Ecoland is here. Echoland, real or imagined, desirable or nightmarish. Find out how the Wilder family casts their votes. Will they sell the family farm to Echoland? Keep in mind, the more things change. FarmArtsCollective.org has the details for shows Tuesday through Sunday, August 8th, 
through August 18th. For Radio Catskill, this is Rosie Starr. We hope that you enjoyed our show this week with production by Radio Catskill volunteer Keith Hubbard. Special thanks goes to our guests, Farm Arts Collective Artistic Director Tannis Qualchuk and to the 2023 cast and crew of The More Things Change. This has been your host, Rosie Starr. Thanks for listening local to Farm and Country and supporting Radio Catskill. Public radio for the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. Listen on air at 90.5 FM, on your phone or smart speaker, or online at wjffradio.org. Support for Farm and Country comes from Damascus Citizens for Sustainability a community-supported, science-based nonprofit, taking legal actions, providing tools for action, and raising awareness of fracking damage since 2008, proactively protecting public health in the Delaware River Basin and beyond. DamascusCitizens.org The Daily draws on the unrivaled quality and expertise of the New York Times Global Newsroom of almost 1,500 journalists, Our mission is to tell stories more deeply and to incorporate a new kind of transparency into the way those stories are told. I'm Michael Barbaro, host of The Daily. Join us for a thoughtful and human look inside the most important stories of the day. Weekday evenings at 6.30 here on Radio Catskill. Hi, this is Laura Flanders, and you can catch The Laura Flanders Show, which 